Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Hammer Lane. I'm coming to you from 1100 Louisiana, and we are rolling up to Independence Day. Uh, we've got a holiday, uh, holiday coming up next Tuesday. Today, we're recording this on Monday the 26th. And when it when it gets hot, you know that it's it's coming time to celebrate Independence Day. And as I was thinking about, well, what what do we want to do for a podcast? I thought, well, it would be appropriate if I delivered a an Independence Day message. And I started thinking, well, what would I want to talk about? And my expectation is most folks would know what Independence Day is. I I think, but just in case you didn't. Uh, I'm going to go over that today. Uh, so just like we did for Memorial Day, if you listen to the last episode, um, I should have called it something other than near miss, but uh, there was a component of uh, near, uh, near miss that I wanted to get out and talk to you guys about uh, leading into the Memorial Day message. And this one uh, is all about Independence Day also called the 4th of July. Independence Day marks the historic date in 1776 when the Declaration of Independence uh, was approved by the Continental Congress. The written declaration stated that American colonies were tired of being ruled by Great Britain. They wanted to become their own country. Before the declaration, America was part of the, ki- the kingdom of Great Britain, uh, now called the United Kingdom. In the 1600s, people came from Great Britain to settle in what is now North America. Between 1607 and 1732, the British founded 13 colonies. Those are Virginia, New York, Massachusetts, Maryland, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Delaware, North Carolina, South Carolina, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Now, here's a fun factoid. I was actually born in Maryland. My father was in uh, the United States Navy, and I was born in the Bethesda Naval Hospital there in Maryland. Okay, back on track. As these colonies grew, the people who lived there thought the British government treated them unfairly. For instance, they had to pay taxes on items such as tea and allow British soldiers to stay in their homes. The colonists had to follow these laws but couldn't do anything to change them. The colonists rebelled. As a result, the Revolutionary War between the colonists and Great Britain began in 1775. Fighting wasn't enough, though. The colonists decided they needed to declare their independence in writing to explain their reasons and gain support from other countries like France. On July 4, 1776, a small group of representatives from the colonies called the Continental Congress, adopted the Declaration of Independence. Written by a committee led by Thomas Jefferson, 
The document was signed by people from all 13 colonies. But guess what? The British government didn't accept it. So the colonists continued to fight for independence until they finally defeated Great Britain in 1783. The Declaration of Independence now housed at the National Archives in Washington, D.C., which, by the way, if you haven't been there, uh, going to our nation's capital, um, you could spend, I bet you could spend a week and not see everything. Um, but uh, my family and I went there uh, a few years ago, and we did get to go into the National Archives. And it's amazing to see that document as old as it is. Uh, let's see. It's recognized around the world as an important message of self-governance and human rights. The second sentence says it all, that all people, all people are created equally and have rights that include life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And here's another fun fact. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, who, who became uh, the third U.S. president, he wrote that sentence. Today, the United States and Great Britain are friends. Most Americans still celebrate Independence Day, often with parades and fireworks. Historians think uh, this is thanks to a letter written by John Adams, uh, who helped write the Declaration, and would also go on to be the second president. In his letter to his wife, Abigail, Adams predicted that the colonists' independence would be celebrated by future generations as an annual festival with parades and bonfires. It's no wonder that this holiday has turned out to be uh, such a significant day. And that's it. You know, that guy, talk about foreshadowing, foresight, um, would go on, he predicted this holiday would go on for generations, which it has. Um, I hope that as you get out and you celebrate our Independence Day. Um, I, I hope that, uh, that you do it safely. I uh, hope you uh, recognize what that day is all about and think a little bit about what it took uh, for us to gain our independence. It took a lot of bloodshed um, from a lot, of, uh, a lot of brave men. And like I told you in the last episode, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. This is the greatest place in the world. Not perfect, um, but it's perfect enough for me. Uh, so that's my uh, Independence Day message. We're going to talk to, uh, you know, as it gets hot, um, we're going to talk to our safety guy, Jimmy Hobby. He's going to give us some statistics. We're going to talk about, with all this heat, and man, it, it has been hot. I think they're predicting this week uh, in, in the Houston, in and around the Houston area, we're supposed to see temperatures consistently above 100 and some 102 to 104. Man, that is hot. It's been ridiculous. And along with the, the heat, uh, the humidity in this area uh, has been really high, which just exacerbates uh, the, the problem with the heat. I think everybody I know has had issues with their air conditioning system in their house, to include me. Uh, so... Hopefully, uh, hopefully your air is working. Hopefully the air is working in those trucks. But I want to talk to Chad Bishop, our fleet maintenance uh, manager, to, t to uh, talk about things we could look at in our, in our trucks to keep our equipment on the road running good um, and not overheating or uh, succumbing to um, the, uh, the, the heat and the humidity. 
and uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, with Chad Woods and uh, see what uh, see what he's got to say about trucking operations um, during this period of time. So we'll get on with the show. I appreciate you listening. Be safe. All right, part two. We've got uh, we've got a crew in here now. Like I told you before, got uh, Chad Woods. He's going to talk a little bit. He's got some trivia. Um, Chad Bishop. Uh, he's got uh, some stuff that we can be cognizant of to keep the equipment on the road and moving in this heat. And then Jimmy Hobdy, our safety manager, is going to discuss uh, some safety items. So we'll start with Chad. Good morning, afternoon. Afternoon. Whatever time it is when you're listening to this. You know, Casey hit me up here oh, about two hours ago and said, hey, we're going to talk about Independence Day. And so it, I went, And it better be good. He <laughs> yeah, had plenty started, of time. Started poking around and digging around and found some pretty cool fun facts that I didn't know. And, and you know, I know I'm, I'm definitely a proud free American, and I love our Independence Day, and I love those that fought for us, uh, that, that keep us free and keep us with the ability to celebrate with our family and our friends uh, on the 4th of July. Uh, so... One, I guess the thing that topped it off is, is looking at veterans and looking at the trucking industry, which we're a part of. So, Casey, how many veterans do you think roughly right now are in the United States? Three. <laughs> no. Oh, that's how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop, though. So, right now, Three. we're looking at about 18.2 million veterans in the United States. And this, the staggering number that I thought was pretty cool is 10% of those, over 10% of those, are currently in the trucking industry in some way, some form or, form or fashion. So a little That is right pretty up, interesting. Right up next to 2 million uh, veterans currently in the trucking industry. And I know we here at Enterprise have several veterans that work for us, and I'm, I'm proud of each and every one of them, and you, Casey, and you, Jimmy. Uh, being two of those so thank you all for your service so. and and you know jimmy and i both were in the signal corps mm, okay you were you were a satellite guy right no yeah. you were a sin operator oh Team yeah Chief. were you a fox trot 31 fox 31 fox they call them 25s now yeah 25 fox okay that's how old i am my yep. job doesn't exist anymore <laughs> like it used to <laughs> So let's go back to you know the reason we're celebrating this is the direct declaration of independence well so, Jimmy, when was the Declaration of Independence drafted? Ooh, drafted. He That's told me. I can't play. I know the answer. Before I was born. Yes, obviously on that. <laughs> we need actually, the button. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it oh, was wait. actually drafted in. Go ahead. See if you can find what, the button. Which, yeah. Which, oh, no. Not that one. No, no. Or that one. I mean, that there, one that worked. Worked. That yeah, that worked. one worked. Yeah. I need to label these buttons. <laughs> so it was wrote in uh, June of 1776 and actually went before the, uh, the uh, I think it was the Continental Congress mm-hmm. uh, in, on June, July 2nd of 1776. So with that, you had uh, uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson don't recognize July 4th as Independence Day. They recognized July 2nd as Independence Day. So I thought that was pretty neat. So they, uh, they did not want to celebrate on the 4th. They wanted to celebrate two days earlier. Uh, so, Mr. Bishop, question for you. When was the Declaration of Independence signed? Really can't answer that since I'm looking at the sheet of paper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cheater. 
Okay, so it was not – only two individuals signed it on July 4th. That was John Hancock and Charles Thompson. Put your John Hancock on here. Isn't that where that came Why from? Why did John Hancock write his name so big? I don't know. Because he wanted to make sure the King of England could read it without having his glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> so his, if you look at the Declaration of Independence, John's is on there larger than anybody else's, and that was the reasoning why. I'll be damned. So, you know, That's neat. But uh, the remaining individuals did not sign the Declaration of Independence until August 2nd of 1776. So I guess hmm. the, the last question, a lot of y'all out there didn't know, and again, Casey and I was discussing this, so he knows the answer. I'm not going to ask him. But So did, did we, as the United States... Uh, at this time, 1776, have a president? And if not, how long was it before we had a president? Just by virtue of you asking that question, I think I know the answer. Yes. So no, we did not have a president at the time. Uh, so actually, George Washington was fighting in the war, and uh, he was uh, up in the New England states, but did not get summoned and declared president until 1789. So we went 13 years without a president after declaring independence before we put our first president in place. There's a joke in there about our current president, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and and did you did you say Washington or Washington? Washington. Washington. You said Washington. I think you said well, Washington. There may have been an R in there. The intrusive R. Yeah. President Washington. <laughs> if you've if you've listened to Chad, you will find. You know who's really bad about it, Shane. Yes. Shane has the intrusive R. And do you have ideals. an idea? Any ideals? <laughs> do you have an idea or do you have an ideal? <laughs> gets hey, wait, Bill. I got an idea. And, you know, Bill used to do that. Yeah, Bill would do that all the and time. And then when I, when I said, hey, I got an idea, he made fun of me. He's like, or ideal. Yeah. <laughs> and we're sitting, I think you were there. I was like, no, it's idea. <laughs> You're wrong. Don't laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. But no, guys, Independence Day. We are uh, we're here to celebrate you know our freedoms, the ability for us to do what we do on a day to day basis out here because those that have fought for us before us and gave their lives so that we can be here. Uh, you know, in the celebrating the life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness like the Declaration of Independence puts out there. So Dan, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate. So I was gonna go to Chad Bishop next, but I think we'll go to Jimmy because it kinda kind of segues into it there's going to be a lot of celebration i'm going i'll be on the lake uh our neighbors we have a neighbor that does almost like a commercial grade fireworks show they have a little floaty thing they put out in the water and remote control gizmos and they shoot off it's pretty it's a pretty slick yeah so i think we'll probably and but they're doing it monday the the third so i guess who was it that wanted to celebrate? No, that was the second. Yeah, the second. They would have been uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson wanted to celebrate on the second. Okay, so KCT's going to celebrate on the third this year. But also those two, being that, that they, when they wanted to celebrate, they also both died on the 50th anniversary. Wow. Of uh, the Declaration of Independence. I'll be darned. Yeah. That's, have you ever seen the document? I have not. No. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's in the National Archives. Yeah. I went and saw it. It was pretty slick. So I think this is a good segue, Jimmy. We're going to be celebrating. We got fireworks going off, um, and that, you see that everywhere. So, oh yeah, yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, uh, you know, one of the things you're talking about being on the lake. I'm, I'm sure that you're not going to have a priority of making sure you drink plenty of water and Gatorade and replace the electrolytes. Oh, I'll be drinking. But 
make sure that you're drinking the right things. <laughs> uh, we do have extreme water. heat advisories going on, so it, want everybody man, to it's pay attention. Hot. It's Goodness brutal. Gracious. And that the humidity yeah. has been what's really made it difficult. Oh, yeah. But uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission does report on fireworks-related injuries every year. And in 2021, there was an estimated, or there were nine people died and an estimated 11,500 were injured in incidents involving fireworks. Wow. So that's a lot of people getting hurt while they're out celebrating. Yeah. You know, we were, (laughs) so I live outside of the city limits, so we can do fireworks. And uh, it's been, I think three, yeah, it's been three or four years but I set up uh, some sawhorses in my front yard, and it's a it's a wooded area next to me. There's a lot of trees out in my neighborhood. So if you're listening from West Texas, I apologize. Y'all, y'all have like three. Um, but uh, there was a squirrel's nest in the top of one of them, and one of my <laughs> one of my rockets went awry. Ooh. It hit that squirrel's nest, and that thing. I mean, it went up in a ball of flames, and it was in the tippy top of the tree. Oh, goodness. So I'm grabbing Parker, my my middle boy, said, hey, bud, go get the water hose. So he ran and got the water hose. I bet that thing got about, I don't know, I probably had 20 feet to go before I hit that nest. Mm. <laughs> so I had, I had visions of all the tops of the pine trees catching on fire in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't. It burned out. So I, but, And I don't think there were any squirrels injured. You hope but, not. But they, they were homeless after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, of the, the nine people that died in 2021, uh, six of those were associated <clears throat> with firework misuse. Not that anyone in this room would ever misuse fireworks. Casey. No. That was an accident. No, that, that was an accident. Yeah, it was a total accident. I know in my younger days I may have possibly misused fireworks. Now, misusing them is like shooting bottle rockets at people. That would be misuse. Or, or horses. Right. Play the fifth. That's funny. fireworks. Yeah. Would that be misuse? <laughs> oh, fireworks. That could be. Powder. That could be. Yeah. So uh, six of those were due to that. Uh, one death was associated with a mortar launch malfunction. I love those oh, mortar tubes. Yeah, those are neat. Those are way cool, but very dangerous. Yeah, that's a big explosion. Very big. And uh, two incidents were associated with unknown circumstances. There was 11,500 emergency room treated injuries involving fireworks in 2021. And uh, 1,500 of those were related to firecrackers, which is what everybody oh, buys. Yeah, and they pop in their hands, I bet you. Yeah, you know, you put one in your hand, leave your hand open, let it go off, you're going to get a burn. You yeah, close that, your hand well, tight around it. Dumb. And somebody else is helping you eat for the rest of your life. <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Um, And then another big one that everybody uses, everybody gives to their little kids are sparklers. Yeah. There were 1,100 injuries at the ER due to sparklers Mm. last year. Those things get, they get really hot. They burn. Here's a trivia question for you, Mr. Woods. About what temperature do sparklers burn at in Fahrenheit? I've just guessed probably 2,400 It's not three. Really close. 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Which is plenty hot to melt some metals. Most, yeah. 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 So, you know, kids are running around swinging them, writing their name in the the sky and and poking a friend or a parent. Bad day for everybody. Um, And then, like you were talking about, Casey, with the, the stuff going off and having a fire, it's a good idea to keep a water hose handy, keep a bucket of water around. 
Um, we just want everybody to be safe during the 4th of July and celebrating with their family, have a fun time, a nice time, and nobody get hurt or go to the hospital. Yeah. No, and it's, I mean, it's not uncool to, to be focused on doing this stuff safely. Too. Right, right. You know, and just a few simple things that you can do and you can try to mentor your kids whenever you're watching them is don't ever put any part of your body directly over the top of a firework whenever you're lighting the fuse. Yeah. Some of those fuses go really fast. Yep. Um, yep. Some of these fireworks malfunction, so you don't ever want to be in the line of fire of it. And uh, you don't ever want to point or throw fireworks, including sparklers, at anybody. That's a good way to get somebody hurt. And then after your fireworks are done and they complete their burning process... Don't forget to either douse them with water or yep. what I've done is keep a trash can about half full of water and we just throw everything in there. Oh, that's a good idea. And then the next day you go out, pour the water out, and then you yeah. know everything is doused and completely out. Okay, so I've, I've got another story. Uh-oh. So I lived in lived in Louisiana, same thing. We did fireworks out there. I had My place was like three acres. My neighbor had, I think, seven acres. And it was all open, kind of pasture area. And uh, we did uh, fireworks one year, and I bought one of those. I splurged, and I got one of those things. It's, it's about probably $75. It has all the different – it's like the f- the finale, right? Yeah. All kinds of different fireworks, and it was a dud. It shot, I don't know, three or four balls of fire up, and then it just petered out. And the f- you know, I couldn't get the fuse out, and I wasn't going to mess with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I left it out there, and it got it rained that evening, so it got wet. Um, a lot of my trash, uh, I didn't put in a trash can. We had a burn pile. And so, I, you know, I bagged it up because it was wet. Apparently that stuff dries out. And uh, I threw that on the on the burn pile. And, <laughs> <laughs> man, it it would have been really cool if it had gone off when I wanted it to. <laughs> but but the, neighbors, the neighbor's horses, and he had a donkey, um, they were really upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> that thing went crazy and uh, he came over my neighbor super nice guy i mean it went so nuts that i jumped i had a, a metal storage building right next to the burn pile and i had to jump in that storage because you had no idea which way that thing was oh going sh- it went everywhere and it was a mess and that my neighbor came over he's like casey did did you mean to do that? <laughs> no, I didn't know I was going to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, it could have it could have been really bad. Fortunately, no um, squirrel nests were injured during this one. It didn't. It just scared some horses and a donkey. So, <laughs> well, and I would say just the the last thing about firework safety is just don't be using fireworks if you're impaired. Yeah. Uh, with alcohol or, or drugs. Yeah. I and mean, that could be over-the-counter prescription drugs. Yep. You know, let somebody yeah, else handle sure. that. And especially if you have little ones around, you you want to be in the right mindset and make sure you're protecting them because those kiddos, they, they don't understand the hazards that are associated with fireworks. Yeah, and if, if you are going to partake, I mean, fine, you sit sit at the house. You could, I'm sure just about every municipality has some sort of fireworks show that you could see. Um, or go, go find one and... Um, drive your family out. I think what we're going to do is get on the boat and uh, drive the boat out into the cove and, and watch that the, the neighbor's fireworks show. So it should be good. But they have that in every every community just about has some sort of really nice show, so you don't have to oh, mess yeah. with it. 
And I don't know if, if you've looked at prices, but they have gotten outrageous. So they are. it's a lot easier on your bank account if you just watch somebody else's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's what we're going to do. And, guys, I hope uh, hope you guys have a good time. And just be be smart about it. Uh, be safe. And, yeah, Jimmy's right. Man, if you, if you partake in a few adult beverages, leave that stuff alone. Don't, don't be messing with explosives. So, but, um, you know, it's, it's hot. Uh, did we talked about the, the heat, uh, this week is predicted, I said earlier, supposed to be 102 to 104 in the greater Houston area. And what makes it, um, even more, uh, miserable is just the humidity is outrageous. And, you know, these, these trucks are running up and down the road, uh, no telling how hot the asphalt and concrete is. So Chad, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what, what kind of things can we be looking at to make sure the trucks are, are operating correctly? First thing we need to do is just uh, make sure we're doing a proper pre-trip. Before you leave the yard, you want to do everything that you're supposed to do. Uh, follow that checklist that's in the uh, Fleetio pre-trip. And, and those tablets are not tethered to the interior of the truck, right? You can actually remove them. So you don't have to do it from the cab of the truck. You can actually take it and walk around. Yep, that very true. And uh, <laughs> if you uh, attended any one of my trainings on those tablets when we did the Fleetio DVIR, I, I remember I told you there's a clock, and, and we can see how long it's taking you. Um, but just make sure you're doing a proper pre-trip. One of the important things is uh, always check your tire pressures when the tires are cold. Don't check them when they're hot. Check them when they're cold. As those tires heat up, they're going to gain more air pressure. So if you check it hot, it's going to read high. You're going to let some air out. Yeah. And then eventually what's going to happen is the tire cools down. The, the base air pressure is going to be lower than it should be. Um, check for adequate tread depth. Make sure you've got plenty of tread. Uh Woods, I've got a trivia question for you. Perfect. Is it about trucking? It's about tires. Oh, he'll never get it. <laughs> wow. Way to have confidence. At what temperature do rubber compounds begin to break down? 140. 250. Ooh. So at 250 degrees, you're, you're the rubber compound that makes your tire up is going to start breaking down. It's going to start separating. When that happens, you're you're looking at a blowout. Blowout's yeah. going to happen. <clears throat> the other thing that happens um, at about 500 to 550 degrees, that tire is going to start releasing volatile compounds, and that's when you're going to start to run the risk of have a tire catching fire. So we just want to make sure that we are paying attention to our tires, paying attention to the tread depth, paying attention to the air pressure, it's also a kind of a good rule of thumb on an OTR trip. So one of our LP trucks driving cross country or across the state, uh, especially on these very, very high heat days, about every 100 miles or so, pull over and, and check the temperature of the tires. If that tire is too hot to touch, then you need to shut down and take a break. You can put your hand on it without any issue, then you're in good shape. But it's just a good rule of thumb, especially in these high heat days during these uh, next couple of, uh, couple of months that we've got going on. The, uh, the second thing is is your brakes. Make sure you've got proper uh, pad depth on, uh, on your brakes. When you apply your brakes, you're instantly causing friction. That friction is going to cause heat. 
the hotter it is outside, the faster those pads are going to heat up, and then uh, the less braking ability you're going to have as they start to heat. And also run the risk of catching your brakes on fire. Yeah, and I was going to say, we've had that happen. A couple got, of times. Yeah, you got wheel seals going out, you get oil in there, now you got a fuel. Yep. Uh, next thing you want to make sure you're, you're watching is your hydropack. Uh, first thing you want to do is make sure it's got the proper fluid level in it. Um, and then make sure the heat exchanger or the fins around that are clean. Uh, that way you can breathe and uh, allow that uh, allow the heat exchanger on it to do what it's supposed to do, which is to remove heat out of the hydraulic fluid. As that hydraulic fluid warms up, too, it's going to expand. So the first thing you want to do is make sure you've got the proper fluid level in it. On the hydropacks, we've got two styles. We've got a round sight glass and then a tube sight glass. The round sight glass full is halfway up that round sight glass. Hmm. On the tube, there's an actual indicator that shows you where the full range is. Okay. Don't, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Don't top them off. If you're topping them off to fill them up, <laughs> it's, a little you, too much. it's too much. And as it heats up, you're going to burp hydraulic oil out of the top of that hydro pack and just have a mess on the ground. So half, half of the sight glass, and then if it's a tube, at the mark. At the mark. There's an indicator level on the side okay. of that tube. And then uh, the last thing is is protect your engine. That, that's what's driving the truck down the road. Check your engine oil. Uh, that's going to help keep the engine cool, keep the parts lubricated, keep them from overheating. And then coolant level. Check your coolant level daily. Yeah. Also, uh, if you attended the training for the DVIRs, if you were having to put coolant in those tractors <laughs> every day, if it is not going on the ground, it's going somewhere. And that somewhere is into your after-treatment system. Um, And along with the after-treatment system, with it being hot, as those trucks do a regen, if you're having to do regens a lot, you're going to get in trouble. So just check the coolant level. The moment it's low, let someone know. Yeah. Uh, Just a good rule of thumb. Uh, Coolant is also going to help prevent the engine from overheating, extremely hot temperatures. But you want to keep an eye on that temperature gauge as you're driving down the road. If it's starting to heat up, let's go ahead and pull over. Don't shut the engine off. Let it idle. Let it cool back down. And once it cools down, go ahead and shut it off. Open the hood and look, see if you've got any issues. Yeah, because once you shut it off, it actually gets hotter. Yes. Because you don't have no circulation, right? Yep. And and the most important thing, keep drinking water with you. If you break down on the side of the road, I can promise you we're going to get to you as fast as we can. But I don't know how long that's going to take us. So keep drinking water with you so you can stay hydrated while you're waiting yeah, for us should, to show up. We we should have it in our terminal. So if you yes. don't, uh, if you if you're not, uh, if you don't have a stockpile of drinking water in your terminal, um, let somebody know uh, so we can get that for you guys. As we've uh, we've put the edict out there, keep you guys stocked with drinking water. Um, I'd ask you not to bring the drinking water home. It's for you at work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with this with this heat, man, it it's crazy. Um, you could you could uh, suffer a heat injury awful quick, and and you you don't even know. Uh-huh. Um, it, it sneaks up on you pretty quick. Thank you, Chad. You I, bet. I appreciate it. Um, so that's that's good information, guys. Um, you know it's 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 hot. It's the summertime. Um, I'd ask that uh, you keep your head in the game just as much as you can. I hope that if you do have a break uh, this weekend or around the Fourth of July holiday, that you. Uh, uh, enjoy the holiday, uh, but enjoy it safely, uh, smartly, uh, and and don't. Uh, if you happen to have some fireworks, that's a dud. 
um, and you think they're drenched with water, don't don't throw them on the burn pile. Um, so I, I, I would tell you how to dispose of them, but I don't really know. <laughs> so, But somebody would know. Get on Google. They know. They know everything. Guys, appreciate you uh, listening. Hope you have a wonderful um, Independence Day holiday. And from 1100 Louisiana, we'll see you in the Hammer Lane. Thanks, guys. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day. Oh.